Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. It's Wednesday, so I know you weren't watching basketball last night. Did you spend some time with the kids, work on the model a little bit? What were you up to? I watched Patriot games. Kind of a Sean Bean, a little underrated. It's one of those where, uh, you know, like the wife isn't as good at the game. You know the game where you're like, oh, what was this guy in? Like, why does his face look familiar? I'm super oh, yeah. good at that game. I'm very and good And it's because we had just watched The Martian. And I'm like, he is the guy from The Martian who sends them Rich Purcell's maneuver. Rich Purcell obviously being from Atlanta. Atlanta didn't play last night, did they? We're just going full full circle on the Hawks. No I don't think so. No, they did not. They did not. No Hawks last night. Oh, yeah, they, they took down uh, Drew the other night. But, yeah, basketball was a little rough. Last I checked in on it later. Apparently, I had this issue where teams decided to, hmm, I don't know what the term is for it, stop scoring completely and altogether for five-minute chunks of the game. I had uh, a seven-and-a-half-point dog was within two with six minutes to go. Didn't score again until the 30-second mark. Lost by 12. The other team didn't score that much, but uh, that's a bad way to get a dog to cover. They were actually winning good chunks of that game, so I don't take those losses too hard. I feel like that's just bad variance. And and then, uh, what was it, a three-and-a-half-point favorite was up by five, a little bit left, ended up going to overtime. I don't think they scored in overtime, maybe just two points. It was a pretty rough overtime for a favorite for me, so not the best day. I think it went three-and-five. I did a little live betting that was up and down. I think I probably ended up about even on that. I think I had a a big uh, two or two or three to one on that overtime uh, team that lost. So good for me there. I'll have some more. I just fired up a bunch today on the BetSperts app. If you are in the YouTube chat, I'll say it early. I'll say it often. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, all that. Before we get to all these picks. Not as much today. Light day in hockey, too. I thought about having some hockey on, but there's not that many games here either. No. Obviously, Thursday is kind of our crown jewel of the week where we, we get into a lot of shit. There'll be a lot of games tomorrow for the NBA. We'll have Thursday night football, a bunch of college basketball. Tomorrow should be killer. Today will be a little shorter, but we'll start with some more tennis. Got it. Underdogs? Underdogs? I think so. Well, we went one and one this morning, Andy, but one of those was our plus 260, plus 250 underdog. Took down Schweizang in three sets. It was nice to be on the right side of a three-setter here. But oh as the usual, when you get to this time of the week, there's less and less matches. They're all kind of happening right now. So as has been a little bit of the week here, talking about something we've already talked about here before. There's only three or four lines open right now. You know, if you're looking for a little bit of action, you're kind of getting the itch right now. Maybe take Diachenko once the uh, Van Eubank match starts. Wait till Van Eubank holds and then grab Diachenko live or something. But of the lines that we do have open, this was something I talked about yesterday. Christina Buxa, you know, the Spaniard here has been very solid on hard courts. It's even a little bit better on indoor hard courts, which... I think is something that people generally don't give credit to, you know, Spanish players. They generally think of them as clay players and they tend to be a little underrated on hards. Varga Treva, uh, you know, has had a solid season, played a lot more tennis this year, but overall has been generally pretty uninspiring, you know, solid, consistent, but in no way, shape or form that really gets you excited. So I have 
this match, you know, pretty close to like Buxa plus 130, plus 140. So happy to grab here two to one. I think there's still some two to ones out there. Anything plus 180 or better looks fine. Again, you might have this in your queue from yesterday. So we'll see if we can continue having the underdogs here hit for us in France. In France. I can get down France. with that. I love a good underdog, especially this whole week. It's fun just firing on these big numbers and seeing if they can, you know, get somewhere with it. I get some more, I mean, to the third set usually. Um, basketball, like I mentioned, meh, ho-hum day. It was okay. Things went all right. I played a bunch today. I played a bunch of double-up games. I don't love doing this. But when I show value, I'm just going to fire away. That's where I'm at right now. I'm still tightening things up. I might have to go bring back the old, old, old model and just see if I can fire <laughs> up like a million dogs every time. That's, I mean, just that one doesn't test as well as it used to, but maybe I'll, I'll have to keep rejiggering my uh, my sides model. Totals, again, went fine. I think totals did good last night, three and two. It was those sides, those sides. So what should I do is bet like five sides tonight. Chattanooga, the mocks. This is kind of a good team. This is, a, this is a team that's beat a bunch of shitty teams, at least. This will be their toughest test, although they do have a win over VCU on the road, which is kind of a nice little win for a team from the Southern Conference. This is one of the better teams in the Southern Conference. They get on the glass. They shoot well. They run a little bit of a slower offense, which I don't mind in an underdog, especially when I'm also going to take this under 140 and a half. Chattanooga, probably a little bit of an underrated defense as well. And Belmont's defense is just fine. They're a top 50 team. So Chattanooga plus six and then Belmont under right around 140 right now. FAU stands under for Florida. <clears throat> What's that? Under or over? You oh, over. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Over. I'm going to double check that. Did I bet that over? I'm almost sure of it. Why am I sitting here talking about defense then? I guess we'll just restart the show. We'll edit this all off. Either way, <laughs> Chattanooga, what is, yeah, I'm going to look at this now. I'm pulling up the model. Chattanooga, okay. no, I, I do, I do the have this. The screen says over. Yeah, the screen does say over. No, we're, we're pulling things up right now. So who was right, Andy, just now, or Andy typing earlier? All right, one, yeah, no, I have this at like 148. I have cool. this prodigiously to the over. Um, guess now I'm now I'm sitting here talking about the defenses being decent and I'm worried although Belmont does shoot the ball nicely they're one of the best shooting teams outside of three-point shooting they shoot their bunnies nice hopefully I have a yep both good free throw shooting teams that helps a lot especially if we need to get late game situations and the mocks clean up the glass nicely so yep that isn't over uh Florida Atlantic Sorry for the podcast listeners who couldn't see that and got that whole confusing thing. Florida Atlantic takes on VCU, the aforementioned VCU Rams. And this is another team I like as a dog. They are plus 10 and a half. I don't have them. This is kind of my MO, obviously. I don't have them really all that close to being a 10 and a half point dog. I make this closer seven and a half, eight. They are a very good shooting team. One of the best in the country at effective field goal percentage because they shoot the three ball nice. They shoot just a high percentage overall, despite having a, the only dig against them is a pretty, pretty rough strength of schedule so far. They haven't, they haven't played anybody. Owls haven't played anybody is what people are saying. But at the same time, I still can't get this number quite here, especially VCU's offense. Not great for a team of their stature in the Atlantic 10. The Zips of Akron, off to Mac, 
Maxion time, they're taking on Wright State. I have this closer to a pick. This is a plus four. Akron, what's, you know, what's annoying when you're betting against a dog mm. is when they go to the free throw line a shitload of times, so even though they're not that great at it. They get to the line a ton. That's going to be annoying. And, yeah, it is It is annoying in late game situations, and I just don't have this quite this close to Wright State, whose defense kind of effing stinks. Wright State's only won one game against Division One competition this season against Purdue, Fort Wayne. So Akron plus the four uh, leads me to a real, real stinky one in Omaha. This is Nebraska, Omaha, UNO, whoever, wanted, what do you want to say? And a good, yeah, good point from Patrick McCann. VCU's best two players have been out since the start of the year. Should get them back in February. Pay attention to that. That's where it's good to have some networking with your college basketball. There's so many of these situations where transfers are becoming eligible, players are out. One of my games last night got canceled. Wasn't even a COVID cancellation. It was just they had the flu plus a bunch of injuries. And Little Rock's like, I don't think we can field a team tonight. They said we'll try to reschedule. With the flu. So yeah, just a little little flu, little little flu bug going through there down in Little Rock. Uh, Nebraska Omaha is a real shitty team. They're a (laughs) bottom bottom one hundred offense, bottom twenty defense. I just don't figure how we're gonna get this many points against a UNLV team that I don't respect all that much. They're okay, like right. They're they're about ranked where they should be. They don't shoot the three ball good. They don't get to the line very much. They don't clean up the boards. They don't turn the ball over a ton, which is good. You're not going to give this underdog a lot of extra possessions. But, yeah, I double stack this one. I have Omaha plus the 20 and the under 140. I make this a lot closer with a lot fewer points. And, uh, yeah, Fairfield is someone from, oh, Vinny Canoli. Look at this. We have a, we have a, a Twitch user. Getting into the old uh, chat. That's always fun with the Twitch. With a definitely real name. Joins Vinny in. Cannoli. Vinny Cannoli. That's, I mean, it's probably, I don't, <laughs> I don't speak Italian. I don't know what cannoli means. It's like dessert. Those are delicious, by the way. But Fairfield, Ooh. I don't know if my Fairfield number is broken. Cannoli's in Fairfield. Or what's going on with this. But I, yeah, Fairfield for me is a wagon. The Stags, I've bet them a couple times. I bet them against William and Mary, I think. They are beating teams by a lot. They're beating teams who are at this level of like, if you know, you have 358 teams, teams who are in the 300 and down range, they're kind of trucking a few of these teams. Holy Cross and William and Mary got in the way and they have skid marks across their face right now. Farley Dickinson is another road game, but it is not that far from Connecticut to head down to New Jersey. It's again, not a nasty road spot for them. I don't, think Fairfield has played since yeah it's been since the Sunday game against William and Mary so I make this more than nine this is like the only favorite I really like laying is Fairfield but Fairfield minus nine I think they win by 15 because they are a truck they are the best team in Connecticut I'll just say it right now let's go if you all right the association <laughs> are they having games they, they are. They are. And I will say, Everyone by the way, the all, all your bad overtime luck, we had great overtime luck. We had the uh, Portland Trailblazers team total under yesterday, 109.5, 108.5, I think, depending on when you grabbed it. Going into overtime, the Blazers had 102 points, Andy. They only scored five. 
107. So it's, you know, you had some bad luck. I soaked up some good luck. At least it, things balanced out karmically a little. That's fair. Couple bets, and uh, you know, again, we'll talk about kind of everything that's going on in the, in the next segment a little bit more. But pretty big slate today, just about ten games or so. Um, three looks I really like here, and just heavy favorites. Um, you know, totals are starting to flatten out a little bit in that. You know, the actual totals are starting to get really close to the closing totals. So I've been seeing less edges there, which is, you know, again, part of the reason I haven't had too many totals the last couple of days outside of the occasional team total. But some of these favorites here look pretty short to me tonight. We'll start with the San Antonio Spurs. They're hosting what's left of the Charlotte Hornets, missing a lot of their best players due to COVID. Again, playing with a very short roster. The Spurs healthy, playing solid basketball. Just from a matchup perspective, I think the Spurs guards here are going to have a great game. There's not anybody on the Hornets who's going to be able to slow them down at the rim so it should be a nice game here for san antonio i have them six almost seven point favorites so three and a half is fine four is good the denver nuggets minus four and a half hosting the minnesota timberwolves timberwolves on the last game of their road trip have to go play an altitude against a nuggets team that isn't been put put it together lately I, I think they're starting to get comfortable with the guys that they have starting to figure out kind of where everyone fits together the injury report isn't too brutal for the nuggets here and you know it looks like the timberwolves will be without d'angelo russell he's questionable and I, I think leaning towards out either way even if he's in i have the nuggets as pretty big favorites here you know seven almost eight points as i start to tweak some things so minus four and a half minus five looks good and then the memphis grizzlies actually got this at um almost plus money a little bit earlier so again one of the benefits to following both of us on Betsburgs. He gets this stuff a little bit earlier. The Grizzlies, um, you know, open to small underdogs. They're now small favorites. I'm actually starting to see, it looks like some Grizzlies minus two, even minus three. I don't know if I would play the minus three, frankly. So hopefully you can find a steal two or things bounce back a little bit here. But the Grizzlies visiting the Portland Trailblazers, a Portland Trailblazers team that is just in absolute shambles. Um, Damian Lillard is back, but I think, again, continues to get too much credit in the market for his value, given how bad of a season he's had and kind of all the other things that are lurking in the background. I mean, they're on a team with a new coach because he wanted to, to get traded. They just fired the GM, again, because he's thinking about maybe possibly leaving. So, you know, the organization's bending over backwards for this guy and it's just is really having a tough season. I'm going to continue to fade the Portland Trailblazers whenever I have. So take the Grizzlies here. I, I'm, again, I'm starting to see some three pops up. Hopefully you can get to two i have them as about four or five point favorites here tonight so um three good spots for us take some favorites tonight and um you know because it's tough andy it's tough with all these games trying to figure out who's going to be in and who's going to be out i mean as an nba handicapper i, I guess i'm used to this it, it, but it used to be different it used to be injury stuff it used to be rest spots things you could sort of see coming and, and you sort of plan for i mean what did you want to talk about, I guess? How, how's it going for you? I mean, is this similar to what you had last year in terms of the NFL and college basketball? I don't, again, know how rampant it was in college basketball last year. But, I mean, what have you seen change and, and kind of how are you reacting to all this stuff? In college basketball, it was just like, hey, the game's canceled. <laughs> I mean, just constant cancellations. Like, I I can't think of how many bets I made last year that just didn't happen. You know, I was like, oh, I made eight bets tonight. Two of them are off already. And both of those teams are taking two-week breaks. Like, it, it was more annoying than anything. I don't think I made any bets. Like, in college football, we did make some informational bets. Like, hey, remember that Liberty game that never happened? The BYU-Liberty, it ended up being, like, BYU-Coastal or Coast. Those three teams, two of them were going to play. And then we found out the Liberty quarterback had it. 
and we bet it like we got a great number and then the game never even happened that happened like a dozen times the nfl wasn't too bad it was kind of fun actually because we had wednesday night games tuesday night games like it just kind of went with the flow it wasn't awful because they just started moving the games this year has been bad compared to last year as far as nfl stuff just not knowing and i think it, it kind of comes down to like it's almost comparable to hey when you're betting tennis or betting props like go read the fine print know the rules at the book you're betting at understand how they're going to grade this understand what dead heat rules are it's the same kind of thing understand the timing and the vaccination status rules because there's all these players that are like oh my god this guy's you know people are just this guy's out well a lot of these guys who are getting dinged for covid on monday tuesday are not out like if they are you know if they are vaccinated they can they can do the thing where they get the two positives in a 24-hour period after being asymptomatic, similar to what we saw with Rodgers. Like, there's chances that a lot of these guys play. It just kind of turns into the NBA at this point, where you have to be crazily up-to-date on the news. And it's always been that way in the NFL with injuries. But you, it seems like you've had a little more time, and obviously there aren't that as many injuries. Because there's still injuries. There's more predictability like, to it. You had more notice. Is, yeah, these have not supplanted injuries. There's still all the injuries. And then there's this on top of it. It just made the injury news twice as hard. So, yeah, and it's 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 turned into a pain in the ass. It's, I hate that it's going to be a big part of the conversation tonight, but it's become another wrinkle. And, yeah, on the deep dive, we'll have to I'm, – I'm starting to put together a list of, like, all the COVID guys that might play and if it matters. And now we have coaches that have been missing here and there. The Browns are especially hit hard. Truthfully, I'm kind of hoping the <clears throat> the NFL seems like they're going to take a hard line this year on this mm-hmm. and not move a game too far. But I'm kind of hoping we do the double Monday thing again or a Tuesday night game for the Browns. Like, just move it. Give me give me one more primetime game. Fuck it. Let's 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 help this one team out. But it, it seems counterproductive because they did take this hard line saying, like, if you don't you know, if, if these games, if you don't have a team to field, if you have too much COVID, you'll just forfeit the game. And that was like a, a measure taken to make sure that everyone got vaccinated and they followed protocols and stuff. It doesn't feel like the Browns are like out of line. And when maybe you find out they were all at some club and everybody got the COVID and we're wrong. But like if a team wasn't out of line and just had a bunch of close contacts with their families or friends or something happened and then it spread around the locker room and you make them forfeit a game despite them all being vaccinated, just getting it at the wrong time of the week, that feels rough. And again, there's no right answers to these questions. It's, it's, it's tough. We keep seeing the uptick. And, and as I was starting to look at some stuff just in the general population, it seems like the uptick in sports kind of follows along with the general uptick. Again, we're both healthcare adjacent. Andy's wife has been a nurse forever. I've worked in the healthcare industry, but from a corporate perspective, more in the distribution channel. So uh, we're kind of aware of some of this stuff, but we obviously don't know exactly what we're talking about. But I wonder if, again, it's kind of some of the new variants coming through and, and they're you know triggering some positive tests because and I haven't heard so much as about the negative reactions to it. I don't necessarily know about that. But like you said, overall, it's something you now kind of have to pay attention to. I think it does make sense. Start putting together lists, figure out what teams have had kind of, you know, COVID outbreaks. I'm going to try to even maybe start do, doing some mapping. Um, I know one of our jokes last season was the Washington Super Spreaders because they were kind of the first team to have it. And all of a sudden, everyone they played for kind of a week was picking it up. So if you want to get into it, but at the end of the day, 
it is a lot of guessing. It's trying to figure out who's going to be in, who's going to be out. What I've tried to do is focus on playing a little bit larger edges, trying to look at teams and, and figure out, all right, you know, they kind of already had have had their COVID outbreak, so maybe they're okay going forward. This team kind of hasn't. It's tough. It's, uh, you know, you know. Discretion is the better part of valor or something. I forget what the exact statement is, but it's never a bad idea to not place a bet. Not losing is always better than possibly having one. Okay. Sounds good. That's where I'm at. <laughs> kind of like, just, yeah, take it easy. If, if you're worried about, if you are legitimately worried that you might get screwed over by a COVID spot, just don't bet it. Like, if you think there's a, a decent enough chance, like, take that into your handicap. They're like, there's too much COVID variance in this game and the possibility of, you know, we've seen this in multiple that and I'll close with that. That's kind of the NFL thing. It's not always, but every time you've seen one of these, it's like, oh shit, is like four more players on this team going to come up positive now? And it, more often than not, that's been the case. So once you end up with one positive, like, I mean, there were some people that just ran to the window and got Raiders tickets, which God bless them if you did get a good numbers on the Raiders, because right now the Browns are certainly struggling. The quarterback and their head coach now have it, so... Uh, we'll see. And yeah, we'll dig into the, all of that tonight on the deep dive again. Appreciate all of you joining us, especially Vinny Canoli over there in the Twitch. I don't think you can give a thumbs up on Twitch. Maybe give us like Whatever a cool, can, a high five. give us a cool emoji on the Twitch. I think you can do that Twitch. sort of stuff, a sticker. But uh, yeah, if you are in the YouTube chat, give us a thumbs up. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully all these picks win. Hopefully you have a great day and you remain betting positive COVID negative for the rest of the week, guys, and catch you tomorrow for some football talk, huh?